Therapy to this day is still looked upon in a negative light, where if you are someone who goes, there has to be something wrong with you. In reality, we all have demons, everyday problems that are sometimes just too hard to explain and work out on your own. In this episode, I'm going to be talking more about my experiences so far in therapy and some of the lessons that you can take away to grow yourself. Welcome to the Power of Positivity podcast, a weekly show dedicated to help you crush your goals one day at a time. My aim is to give you actionable steps that you can take towards your life, business, health and more to reach that next level and truly start seeing the results you're looking for. So let's get into it. A disclaimer before we get into this episode, it does go into things like suicide, therapy and all that sort of stuff. So please, if this is something that is triggering, this is your warning to not continue on to the episode. And if there's someone that you think this could potentially help, then to send that on to them. Welcome in everyone to another episode of the Power of Positivity podcast. My name is Andy and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come and listen on any platform that you choose. Before we get started, if you would like to join the Monday Mindset Club, the only email at the beginning of the week that you're happy to get, then I would love for you to be a part of it. Just click the link down below, you're going to get a free audiobook and ebook and a lot of other great stuff for being a part of it. I have recently started going to therapy and I'm probably in the best place I've ever been in in my life. I'm in no way, shape or form in a bad mental space, I've been challenging myself, I've been pushing myself forward. But there was always things that were underlying that I wanted to know more about, especially from a professional. But even in today's world, therapy still seems to be this stigmatised thing that if you go, there's something terribly wrong with you, you're a horrible person who has really, really dark thoughts and you're absolutely batshit crazy. And it's, it's nuts to me that people think in this manner that by going to therapy, you automatically are a bad person or you have these terrible things that go on. In reality, everyone has demons, everyone has bad thoughts. Intrusive thoughts were something that's happened all my life when I really looked back on it. And there were some things I hadn't dealt with in my childhood. And one of the reasons I wanted to go, it was a quote I heard speaking about not waiting for the terrible times to fix problems or fix things that have happened. No, often we wait for rock bottom to happen before we make any change. You know, we don't go to the doctors right away because we're worried until it gets even worse and then we go to the doctors. And even when it comes to our mental space, you know, people wait until they hit rock bottom to be able to work out their issues and work out things that are going on. Now, by no means am I saying here that everyone needs to go to therapy and I really don't want this episode to come across as me trying to force you to go or me trying to belittle the feelings that you have. I, I do not want that to come across this way and I hope that all of you listening will understand that and I'm coming from my own experiences here, my understanding of therapy and everything that has went on and what I have seen regarding it so far. People always talked about why it was bad to go to therapy and bad to talk about your feelings and I know for some of the men who are going to be listening here, it's probably a little bit different for you compared to women or anyone else because there's this sort of Men have to keep their feelings to themselves, men have to be men, they have to be strong, they can't cry, that sort of stuff. And although everyone is different, I've become a lot more emotionally intelligent in myself in, in a way that is thanks to the passing of my mum where I've had to sort of face my emotions. But some men don't have that when they're younger, some people don't have that for a while and some are just forced to not show emotion. And thinking about going to therapy or thinking about even talking about your feelings 
it's just a big no-no. It's no no fucking chance am I doing that. Not a chance are you hearing anything that I think about or all that sort of stuff. And I know how hard it can be to accept that people actually want to help you. And there's people out there who are trained professionals to give you advice to be able to move forward. But it is the case. And I want you to know that if you are thinking about it, please just email them and make the appointment. You don't even need to go more than once if you really don't like it. But the first time that I went, it changed my life and my emotional state and understanding me more as a person. And that's the reason we go, to understand you and how you work, how your mind works, how you process things, how you move forward and slowly move into the person you actually want to be. I never wanted to go for so long and didn't make an appointment for a really, really long time, even when I wanted to, because of the negative situations surrounding it. People telling you not to go. If you did go, you know, everyone would think you're extremely depressed or you wanted to commit suicide. And it's so challenging to push yourself to go to something like that. You know, going to the doctors is one thing. Phoning them up is a little bit tedious. You know, you're a little bit nervous because there might be something terribly wrong. Often there isn't, but... It is that sort of feeling of nervousness where you think, fucking hell, I do not want to go to this. And I know I felt that way too. I felt that if I committed myself to going to therapy, then there had to be something wrong with me. There had to be things wrong with me in order to go. But there wasn't. And I want you to take that into account whenever you're thinking about trying something that does scare you a little bit or how you would be perceived by doing something. Going to therapy is not a bad thing. It's honestly one of the most powerful things that I could see someone do and take control of that. I know I know for a fact from now on and with what I've learned, if someone tells me that they are going to therapy, I think that is incredibly, incredibly powerful of them to do so. They have stepped outside their comfort zone. They've understood that they don't have all the answers to their problems and their issues and the things that go on in their head. And they've went out to seek professional advice. And again, not every therapist is going to be great. You know, I've heard a lot of people who I've talked to that said they didn't have a really good connection with their first therapist. I am very lucky. And the fact that the person I went to first was incredible. She understood a lot about what I was doing and she seemed very professional. And I really, really loved having that connection with my therapist in that sense. So it might not be right the first time, but it is just like, you know, friendships, girlfriends, boyfriends, anything like that you need to see what works best for you and if it doesn't work best for you there is other people that you can go to. I booked my first appointment maybe four or five months in advance because she was fully booked at the time and this was during COVID so this was during the time that COVID was sort of up at the highest highest it could be. I think I booked back in November or something and my first wasn't until March, the beginning of March. So there was a long time for me to think about what I was going to talk about, what I was going to say, how I was even going to handle it. And it and it sort of led up as a expectation, you know, of what I would think it would be. And the good thing is I have some close friends who have also went to therapy and they helped me understand that a little bit more, what it was going to be like and what I should do going in. So I'm going to explain some of those things to you today. Leading up to it, there was a point in my life where I had quite bad intrusive thoughts. And I have no shame in saying that at all. I think that needs to be spoken about more, that our minds run wild sometimes, absolutely wild. And intrusive thoughts are something you can't control. You know, there's really, really dark ones that you think about. And at the time I was thinking of dark ones, you know, things like murder and all that sort of stuff. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm not ashamed to say that those things came to my mind because 
The thing is, intrusive thoughts are completely out of your control. You cannot control what you think about. And something I did for so long was try to control the thoughts that I had. I tried to control how I was thinking and how I perceived things. And although this can happen to an extent, you know, you can process things in different ways. You can react to certain things in different ways. There's some thoughts that just happen and you have no control over them. And what I used to do was I used to try to dig them deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and not think about them. And the more that I tried to not think about it, the more I thought about it. This is when I actually decided to buy the book Overcoming Unwanted Intrusive Thoughts by Winston... No, oh, no, who wrote it, actually? By Sally M. Winston and Martin N. Seif. An incredible, incredible book. And I highly recommend for anyone who's going through the same. It allows you to understand your thoughts more and understand what you're going through. And it's backed up by CBT-based training. These things are really really hard to understand on your own if you're not willing and open to go and do the research on your own. I was struggling with intrusive thoughts for a while especially during Covid with a lot of different things and I didn't know how to control it but I'm a very active learner so I went out to go and learn about what this was and how I could better myself from it because my method wasn't working and something I always try to take is that if your method isn't working to the way you want it, what's the harm in testing and trialing some other things? And that was one of the reasons I wanted to go to therapy and the other was to understand if I'd actually dealt with the passing of my mum. I never knew if I actually dealt with it in a healthy way. I didn't know if it was one of those things where I'd kept everything so deep down that I was going to just crumble when anything bad were to happen again. And the good thing is it isn't and I have dealt with it in quite a healthy way but I didn't know that at the time and I was struggling to work out if I was just a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. I expected to go in and then sort of have a really slow method of growth when I went in. And for some people, this is going to be different. Everyone is going to work differently. But for me, I knew that going in there, if I wanted to get the best out of it, I had to open up in any way I can. And there's obviously confidentiality between your psychiatrist, your therapist, anything like that, and you. There's no client protection from what you actually say to them. And I made sure that as soon as I was going in, I made a promise to myself that I would tell them everything that I was feeling to the best of my ability. Because the more information they have, the more they are able to help you in your circumstance. They have probably helped hundreds, even thousands of people in their lifetime of what they've actually done and studied. And they understand all of the theories, all of the studies, all of their experiences to help you come to the best conclusion possible. So, one thing that people told me to do before going was to have something ready to talk about. Have something that you know that you want to work on and you want to understand more. For me, my first time going in was about understanding if I had actually dealt with my mum's passing in the right way, in the best way, in the healthiest way I possibly could. And if I hadn't, how to actually process that, how to work through it and how to understand it. Now, of course, there's still some underlying things there and I think there always will be. I lost my mum when I was 11. It was just after my birthday. It was just after her birthday. You know, there wasn't really a good time in my life and for a long time it was really really dark but I think as I grew up and as I got more experience and as I learned more I really did understand just what it meant. I stopped blaming myself, I stopped working in that dark place and started to climb out and now have become where I'm at today. Being able to confidently speak about it without tearing up going back to that dark place. 
for me, that is massive growth. And I hope that you can appreciate what I am trying to tell you here is very open and very honest. I'm not trying to hide behind who I am. I'm not trying to hide behind the things that I feel. But for a long time, I would not have been able to do this. And I would not have been able to talk about all of this so freely and so calmly with what I'm doing right now. The other thing and what I just mentioned before was opening up more, the better answers you're going to get. It really does come down to that. You know, the more open you become, the easier it's going to be for someone to understand exactly what you're going through. You're not there to go into a deeper and darker place. You're there because you want to become a better version of you. You know, don't think about it as a really negative thing as it's put out to be on social media and especially with older people. I've found that in your family or all that sort of stuff, I've not really told many people in my family as I really know that if you're to tell your gran or all that sort of stuff, just worry that you're in a really dark place when it's just not the case. So I tend to keep that sort of things away from them just to protect them a little bit. Maybe that's the right decision. Maybe that's the wrong decision. But for me, that's working right now. One of the best lessons I've learned about myself from going to therapy. And maybe this can resonate with some of you who have also been through traumatic events when you were younger or maybe when you were older as well. Maybe that works for you. But I want you to understand the magnitude of what it can help you realise. So in the past, I have had to climb out a hole that I don't wish on anyone. I had to get out of a stage of my life where I no longer had that someone in my life who meant so, so much to me. And what I found is that as I've got older, I've began to challenge myself more and more and put myself in situations where I am the complete underdog to be able to prove to myself again that I can climb out of that hole. And it's a really interesting thing that I understood about myself and found out about myself through that because it's exactly what I do. Currently, for anyone listening, I am doing the 75-day challenge by Andy Frisella. And it's a mix of five different things about working out twice a day, drinking a gallon of water, taking a daily progress picture, going on a diet and no alcohol for the full time. Now, for me, that was great and it's a good challenge, but I added on more things to make it more challenging. And this again correlates back to why I keep pushing myself further and further. And it isn't an unhealthy thing to do but it can be a self-destructive thing. If I continuously put myself at a disadvantage to prove to myself that I can get out of a hole again and again and again, then I need to make sure I find that balance of not self-sabotaging, but healthy growth within my own life. Now, the good thing is most of the things I have done has been through the health of me. I have tried to improve myself, but maybe some of you listening here are that way of self-sabotaging where you're putting yourself at such a disadvantage when you really don't need to things can be easy in life. There doesn't have to be a but or there doesn't have to be a difference that makes things incredibly challenging for you. Sometimes things are quite easy and you need to be okay with understanding that and accepting that it is easy and that you can do it with minimal effort. I think when everything happened and when I was trying to develop myself further, I had to overcompensate for everything that I was doing. I wanted attention when I was younger, so I would work harder in the things I was doing, especially in sport. I would try to stand out. I would try to be better because I wanted praise from other people. I wanted other people to see me. And at the time, I was in a really, really dark place, but no one really knew that. And it was because I was putting on that facade to everyone else. But that's the way I worked. I put myself at a disadvantage to be seen by other people. I try to push myself to be seen by other people. And if you are in the same situation as me, maybe this could help a little bit. 
you don't have to put yourself at a disadvantage with every single thing you do. Some things are easier than others. Some things are going to be quite simple and that's okay to accept that. You just need to work out what is best for you and how to have a healthy form of growth whilst not self-sabotaging yourself to become better. This was just one of the experiences that was so eye-opening to me when it came to therapy because it wasn't just about going to therapy that made me understand that. The most important thing that they do is ask you good questions. They are able to understand what you're going through and therefore allow you to get the system and understand how you actually work. And what I started to do was question myself better. We've all heard the phrase before, you know, ask better questions, get better answers. And it's a really surprising phenomenon that I realized. We all often know what is going on how we are feeling and how to solve most problems. But the problem is we don't actually ask ourselves those questions to be able to solve them. If you're not feeling great, it could be potentially because you're dehydrated, it could be you've not had food in a while, and your body actually knows that. But you don't often ask yourself, okay, what is it I actually need? What is it I've been missing? What is it I've not done that's causing this to happen? Sometimes people just go instantly away for something and they come to a conclusion without even thinking about it. But with problems, there's always solutions to them. So you have to think about how to ask yourself the better questions to get to the real answer that you're looking for. Everything that I have learned through therapy is because she asked incredible questions to the things that I was given. Now, this is going to take some time. It isn't something that you just instantly get. But if you can start to ask yourself, you know, why are you feeling this way? What are some of the things that are going on? Is there something that's triggered it? Is there people you're hanging around with that's doing it? Are you eating certain ways that you're feeling this way? And this isn't just to the mental side of it. I'm talking like the physical side of it. If you're not feeling great all the time and all that sort of stuff, you could be eating something that you're not meant to eat, but you don't really know it because you don't question something things. There's so many circumstances with this. You need to find the right questions to ask your own self to be able to get the answer you're looking for. And again, I want to reiterate, I'm no expert. This is my personal opinion. This is my own experience. I really don't want to put this on you to say that this is what you need to do. I'm just giving you my experience and hoping this can help people. First of all, not be afraid to take the step into therapy and allow someone like myself to speak up about it more and give a little bit more light to the situation and what it actually entails. And two, maybe allow yourself to ask better questions to get the best answer for you. There's so many benefits in your health about taking that first step forward. And I've talked about this plenty of times, but most of the things that you fear aren't as bad as they seem when you face them head on. But sometimes you just need someone else to be in front of you to help you face those head on the first time. After that, you realize it isn't as scary as you think and you start to face other things in your day-to-day just like you have in therapy. It has been one of the most eye-opening experiences and I'm going to continue to go until I feel necessary. But I really do hope that anyone thinking about it or anyone close to that age of thinking about going, please do. Please make that call. And down below, if there's anyone going through issues or problems or things you just don't feel that there's people that care there's always people that cares there's always going to be people that care no matter who they are no matter who you are there's always going to be people there for you and down below i'm going to leave some links to some places that you can call if you'd like to talk to someone online who's a professional and trained to do so i would love for you to contact us if you're going through a hard time once you start making the effort to wake yourself up that is to be more mindful of your daily activities you suddenly start appreciating your life more. Robert B. Swass, Diener.
Again, if you'd like to sign up for the Monday Mindset Club, the only email at the start of the week you're happy to get, I would love for you to be a part of that. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Power of Positivity podcast and have a fantastic day. Thank you.